Hi, welcome to Fed Talks, the show where we talk about short-lived TV shows with the people who love them. I'm your host, EJ. Uh, this is one of the good episodes. Every other week we do a good episode, and then in between it's just me talking about James Bond, basically. But this is a good one because we have a good guest to talk about a short-lived TV show. Uh, my guest, I'm excited. This is a, a returning favorite. Uh, it's, uh, he hosts uh, uh, the Chapter Surfing podcast and co-hosts House of House, uh, two very good podcasts that have had me on despite usually having real guests. Uh, and I, I, I'm still grateful for that. Uh, it is my my longtime friend and occasional collaborator, Lenny Burnham. Hey, Hi. Nice, nice to be here. Yes, thank you for doing this. You're a podcasting pro. Thank you. Um, so obviously you're one of the first people that I, I had in mind when I was going to start talking to people about TV because that's that's kind of that's that's like your whole deal. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Which, which I mean, I realize you you have a life outside of television, probably mm. uh, very fulfilling, but uh, you know. You know how much you like TV. <laughs> I do. And in fact, when I asked about it, you had a list of shows that I all <laughs> I added to my master list and uh, uh, sort of have your name penciled in because uh, you'll be back. I mean, I can't force that, but <laughs> I've, I, I'm committing to a, a guest format and I know six people and one of them has <laughs> said definitely not. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, and the show we're going to talk about is a uh, Netflix, a Netflix original. Um, and I want to get the dates. I should have had this on my screen. Uh, it aired and uh, premiered in 2017, ran for two seasons, American Vandal. It is a, a parody of true, true crime documentaries uh, set in a high school. And we, we'll get to the specifics of it, but it's very... Uh, uh, mid mid 2010s sort of, you know, jinx making a murderer murderer. My mouth does not like that many R's. <laughs> uh, serial. It, it's sort of in that in that sweet spot. And uh, so we're that was that was the one that was on the that you had on your list that I was probably the most excited to rewatch. So, uh, hey Lenny, tell me about your history with American Vandal. So the first time I heard about American Vandal was um, I was working in TV promos and we had this meeting where we would uh, show each other cool TV promos we'd seen to like inspire us. Um, and we watched the American Vandal promo and I genuinely thought that this was just like like that the trailer was it that like Netflix made that as a fun joke parodying their true crime shows uh-huh and so then, like you know months later there was an actual show that i heard about and i was like oh like that trailer was for a show which i probably should have realized because like that's how trailers work <laughs> <laughs> um but it's it seemed like a really like fun bit that netflix had done and then hearing that it was a show it was like oh like 
I kind of got the joke in one minute. I don't know if we need. Um, but fortunately, I was proved very wrong when I watched it. Uh, it It is a great show. Sorry, can I? I'll be back in one second. Wow, this is a this is this is unheard of. The guest has just gotten up to leave. Uh, well, I don't want to reveal anything about my uh, American Vandal experience because I we haven't discussed it. So I'm just going to keep talking and maybe I will edit this part out. Uh, oh, good. He's coming back. I don't yeah. have to I don't have to vamp. <laughs> Sorry about that. I, I hate to make you do editing. I just like had something in my eye. Um, oh, no problem. But uh, yeah, so I watched the first season and it was one of those things where I liked it. But I think this happens a lot with binge shows where it didn't really like sink in. It was just something like I binged in a night or two and enjoyed. Um, and then the second season, for whatever reason, hit me a lot more um, and really stuck in my mind. And um, I ended up rewatching, for some reason, the second season more. Okay. I definitely, like, revisited the second season later. And um, just, this is because I'm weird and the way I watch TV is weird, but I've rewatched the series finale, like, a lot. Um, <laughs> so that's, like, the main thing I think about when I think about American Vandal. Um, but I think I had done at least one season one rewatch before this. Um, and then, uh, when, when I agreed to do the podcast, I rewatched the whole thing again. And now you've caught up. That's my whole history. Okay. <laughs> Your whole life story. My gosh. So <laughs> yeah. much of it was about American Vandal. <laughs> uh, I was, my, my experience was, boy, this is the worst thing I can say is similar but different in other ways. Uh, <laughs> Let's hear it. I'm trying to pad my book report. Uh, so <laughs> I didn't have a cool TV promo job, but I was, uh, st this was when I was writing about TV for my failing website more consistently. And so I was up on everything that was coming out. And uh, I saw the trailer for American Vandal season one, uh, probably long after you did what with not being an insider. <laughs> uh, but I s wasn't completely clear on whether it was a real show, same as you. <laughs> yeah. And my thought was also, oh, this was funny. That's the exact amount of interest or amount of, uh, 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 boy, I cannot think of the right word, enjoyment. Right. That's a bad word to forget. That's the exact amount of enjoyment I would get out of watching the show. Like, mm. it seemed like a very one joke. Like, the trailer could have been an SNL skit, and you'd be like, all right, I get exactly. it. Exactly, yeah. So I waited to watch it until, so, I don't know, somebody tweeted about it or something. I, I don't know what motivated me, and I finally uh, checked it out, and... I was absolutely delighted. I remember being very, uh, I was really pushing it on people that, that uh, <laughs> I, I was completely charmed by the fact that at some point in the season, the, the fact that it exists in this fictitious world, like people are reacting to what they've seen and it's affecting the course of the show and the yes, investigation. Yes, exactly. 
I was so tickled by that. And I remember that being a selling point that I was telling people and like normal people, they sort of went, okay, fine. <laughs> I don't know why you're so, so gaga over this one thing. And in 2022, I'm not quite certain, but I still liked it a lot. And then season, so I was on board when season two came and I think I, I probably binged that one. Uh, I, I couldn't say for sure. I have not gone back and rewatched it until we decided to do this. And this, this will be interesting because season one hit me a lot harder and it sounds like season two was much bigger for you. And it's possible we can chalk that difference up to us being different people. <laughs> Explain. <laughs> so, so if you're looking for us to have a fight over which season is, is better, that that's not going to happen unless you really are going to take this in a, in a, uh, uh, Boy, I'm really bad at remembering words. I I was <laughs> contentious is the word I was trying to think of, and I almost said conflictual. <laughs> that yeah, that feels like it should be a word. A word. I'm on your side on this. It you know what? It feels like something Dylan from season one would have said. <laughs> so all right, let's let's talk about the show. And we sort of danced around the premise, which is a a true crime documentary set in a high school. And season one is about. The, the titular vandalism, uh, which is that somebody, how many, how many dicks was it? Was it 27? Did they say? They definitely I'm said. sure that they say it a lot. I don't yeah. remember the number, though. It's, but somebody, somebody uh, graffitied penises onto every car in the teacher's parking lot. And uh, it's a uh, <laughs> dumb sort of trash kid who gets blamed for it and... Uh, expelled and he's not going to graduate and these student filmmakers uh set out to uh chronicle it slash exonerate him it's very serial in the in the setup except it does not seem like they are in love with him like serial often did <laughs> but again we may differ on that because <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> and it is. You know what? Since season two is basically a completely different premise in a different setting with the with the filmmaker characters carrying over. So maybe should we talk about season one first and then season yeah. two just to not get it all mixed in together? Yeah, since you already kind of brought up what what it, uh, the aspect that made you um, recommend it to so many people. Do, do you want to talk about that first? Because that was also definitely something that I wanted to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's so clever. So obviously, mockumentaries were such a huge part of 2010. And by that point, mm -hmm. we'd gotten all these shows like Parks and Rec where, and Modern Family, where it's like, they're documentaries, but like, not really. <laughs> like, there's nothing in the world of Parks and Rec that it justifies like why that's happening. Yeah, they're just being filmed at all times. It just takes place in a dystopian panopticon that no one is acknowledging, <laughs> basically. Um, and uh, so what American Vandal does that's so smart is um, when you start watching it, because of because where you're so used to shows like Parks and Rec and Modern Family, you really watch it as like, I'm watching a sitcom. So when they're joking about like, you know, talking about a teen girl and who she's hooked up with you. I, 
at least I, the first time really responded, like I was watching Parks and Rec, like, oh, that's a funny conversation. Um, mm -hmm. And then when it goes on and you reveal that, like what we're watching is a documentary that uh, all the characters have access to. There's an incredible line where that girl is like, you know, my dad watched the documentary. Um, it's so interesting because it, like the audience is sort of implicated in the same way Peter is. Like, I feel like they really make you share his embarrassment because you're like, oh yeah, like why was I just accepting that this documentary has like all this stuff about her personal life? Right. Like if I, I realize I shouldn't say it makes you feel bad for laughing at it because that doesn't sound fun, but it is, I think, like, really, uh, really smart how they do it. Yes, it, it's more that you have the realization of, oh, yeah, now I have to think of them as a person rather than a a background character in a joke. Right. Um, yeah, that's 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 a really good way to put it. Uh there, there's also the the tone of it. Uh, this is this is the difference between us, where you're responding to treating people like human beings, and I'm into the tone. Uh, <laughs> guess which one of us is a robot? Um, <laughs> is <clears throat> sorry, and it was it was uh, it jumped out more now that. The style of this is not the prevailing style of true crime documentaries, mm. um, but it perfectly nails exactly what those shows were right at that time. You know, it feels very, uh, w without being specifically satirical, it's got the the sort of tone and the approach of of uh, the jinx and making a murderer are the ones that really jump out at me as being like, you get the feeling those are the only documentaries that Peter has watched. <laughs> you know, like anytime they sit and look at their their uh, their board and go over the suspects, it's like, oh, these are these are kids who saw grownups doing that on a on a Netflix documentary. So that's how they think this goes. Mm -hmm. And it was very like I thought about making and I've thought about this show a million times more than making a murderer. which. <laughs> I, I I don't know if you watched that. That was the the one that we all watched over Christmas of 2016, <laughs> and then nobody ever thought about it again. Yeah, I basically have not watched true crime documentaries. I'm sure I must have watched one because I just watched so much TV. Right. Um, but it's definitely <laughs> like not my thing. And I think American Vandal does a really good job of like existing as its own thing, whereas like I've seen. Like, It's Always Sunny has a Making a Murder parody, and like the whole time I was watching it, like I would like lean over to my roommate and be like, is he talking like someone? Is that the joke? Um, but uh, American Vandal really doesn't have that, where you can like just enjoy it as its own thing. Yeah, it's the, it's, it's sort of the, like, the naked gun of that genre as opposed to the, the not another teen movie of that genre. Mm. Which, uh, you know, not not even quality wise, just it is in terms of, well, you have to have seen this thing to know why this is a joke as yeah. opposed to uh, here's a thing. Let's do a funny version of that thing. Um, 
you know, when you mentioned the like the the fallout for the people once this starts being seen, one of my favorite jokes in the first season is that is the gross teacher who's always talking about how hot the <laughs> high school girls are. Oh, uh, yeah. And as soon as they start putting episodes online, he is fired immediately. Yes. <laughs> and they still keep going back to talk to him. And he still, he sort of realizes he's gross, but he also still thinks they're hot. <laughs> <laughs> that guy really makes me laugh. And I, there, there's the, the episode where they go through like all of the available, like uh camera phone and, and all the footage of a party that they were the only people not invited to, <laughs> uh, which is sort of the, sort of the uh, uh, ultimate nerd fantasy in a way. Right. But that is just so so exacting that it is easy it's easy to forget several times i think but there is one of the times when it's like oh yeah this is this is a thing that they they wrote as opposed to no this is an obsessive person going through footage <laughs> right. on everybody's phones like you know what this is maybe sooner than i wanted to get into it but this is a a uh, question that really I thought about a lot in in both seasons, really, but I think it's more of an issue in season one. Is Peter kind of a dick? <laughs> I mean, so I will say this, like, people talk about being sad that it's canceled, which I, like, totally understand being like, you know, it's good, so obviously I want more of it. But mm. my thing is, Peter Maldonado only works one because he's that age and two because he's trying this for the first time once he's like 20 and it's his third documentary you would be like fuck this guy like yes what, what's he doing <laughs> oh my god college peter would be insufferable yeah um but yeah you mean i i really like peter and i just you know I remember, like, I remember high school and just, like, how weird and embarrassing it was. And so I think, like, that is, like, like, you know, they could have made him in college or whatever, but it only works because he's in high school because it's, like, yeah, that's the exact age where you would be, like, I'm going to chronicle every hand job this girl gave someone, <laughs> but I think that's, like, very serious, important work. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a specific time in your life where you're like, no, of course that's the project I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, in the just the the way that uh, once he's seen how this is this has hurt people, and he's still high school is about the only time you can really continue that as his character thing is like, no, it's really important. People are gonna get hurt. He is loving the fact that people are paying attention to a thing he's doing. And if he's a little older, he's a monster if he does that. Exactly. Like he's yeah. a sociopath. But also, he's a high school student who is the one of two people who didn't get invited to the party. And now he's doing the most popular thing in school. <laughs> it all checks out. Uh, I. Yeah, I, he's. 
yeah, you, you, you said it right. I like him. I do think he's a little bit of a dick, but in the way that a high school student who does not know how to interact <laughs> with people or process people paying attention to him, I think. Right, exactly. Uh, and the, I, and this is maybe why I responded more to season one, the stuff about class as in, as in, uh, social strata as not going to class where with, with, uh, you know, Dylan and his, his, uh, his idiot friends, I can't think of a better yeah. word. They're, they're dumb as hell <laughs> where he's just this. There's something very sad about him where he is somebody that in real in high school would have beat me. He would have. My, right. <laughs> he he is Scott. No, who did beat me. But there is there. There's I'm lower middle class enough. And as a kid, poor enough that watching this guy who his future is is uh tentative at best and getting blamed for drawing the dicks is completely in the toilet that really hit me and made me sympathize. i was so sympathetic to a character who there is no reason for me not to hate based on you know life right yeah i mean yeah yeah you're hitting on so much of the stuff i wanted to talk about like um i mean i watch so many teen shows like we've already talked about how much tv i watch but like within that the subset I watch the most is teen shows and something that really bothers me even with shows I'd like is that there's often such a chip on their shoulder that writers have um that they have this tendency to be like okay the characters we're focusing on you know they're the sympathetic underdogs they're the ones who are having a hard time they're not having this charmed perfect high school experience which is just fucking stupid because <laughs> high school's awful and right. that's what i love about american vandal is that it like goes through it's like no high school's terrible for bullies it's terrible for rich kids it's terrible for the smart kids it's terrible for the hot girls like it is really like this is a humiliating miserable experience yeah and it, it does that sort of through a lens of of maybe peter not realizing that when he started right yeah like he could be a very chip on his shoulder kind of character and uh it, it it's doing it almost in spite of him. Mm -hmm. Um, and I realize Peter's a fictional character, but <laughs> <laughs> the, the lines are blurry. I do love how the credits credit the people who within the show made the show. It's so good, yeah. <laughs> like if um, somebody is identified as holding a camera in a scene, they get they they get credited <laughs> with additional camera work. Yes. Um. But yeah, the other part of what you're saying, the class thing, I mean, I kind of, because I, like I said, uh, watch season two more, you're just, when I watched season one, was just so struck by how bleak it is. And it's really amazing seeing a teen show that end, like ends, I know it's only season one, but like Dylan's story just ends on such a note of like him not being okay, which I love like so mm -hmm. uh you know so many obviously this is because they're longer but like so many teen dramas eventually have the person like turn around and like 
like if it had uh, been a if, if Dylan Maxwell was a Degrassi character, then in season eight, he would for some reason be valedictorian and you would be like, I don't think <laughs> the math checks out on that. <laughs> well, well, he had a 12.0 his last semester. So yeah. That... <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a real sadness to it that you don't. And I'm I'm kind of out of step with high school shows as opposed because of uh, how how miserable I was and how I cringe to think of what I was in high school. Right. <laughs> Which is probably true of most people. I just don't process it as well. <laughs> also, I'm old. That's an important thing to note is uh uh you're you're still young and vibrant and I am uh thank you. I, I've got at best two years left. <laughs> <laughs> well that was bleak. Um yeah, you know what? Let's uh, we we can come back to some season one specifics later. But you you've alluded to some stuff in season two. So, and I know that is, and I, I I've seen on your Twitter act you you mentioned season two a lot on Twitter. Not like, not <laughs> yeah, like overwhelmingly where you'd be like, hey, what does Letty tweet about? Oh, mostly American Vandal season <laughs> two. Um, but the the premise of that is. Somebody playing various poop-related pranks at a different school, and they're essentially called in to make a documentary and investigate this because it's, nobody can solve this good, It's such a good opening where they explain that, like, Netflix hired them and now the show's, like, more <laughs> expensive. And I just love that, like, season two, like, canonically is more expensive and has all these reenactments and <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That is that's genius. And then they even go back and say uh, they they were able to clean up some of season one because of the Netflix money. So that right. accounts for things that they would not have been able to do on their high school budgets. <laughs> that's right. Season two canonically is on Netflix within the uh, yeah, world of I, that, the show. That moment where they show the night like Netflix home screen and American Vandal is on it. I like had a minute of being like, I feel like I'm high right now. Like, it's, it's so weird. <laughs> it's, I, it was a moment where, uh, look, you're, you're not as much of a comic nerd as I am. You know your stuff, but there's a, there's an issue of, of Grant Morrison's Animal Man where Animal Man, after going on a peyote trip, looks at the reader and says, I can see you. <laughs> and that's sort of then what the rest of the series is about. And reading that in uh, possibly senior year of high school blew my mind. And then uh, it was a very similar thing on American Vandal where it's <laughs> the Netflix app is open within the Netflix app. And yeah. <laughs> it's, it's weird to hear the Netflix sound during a TV show. <laughs> right. That, that sound that they have decided to spell Tadum oh, and they God, hashtag everything it. with that. And it's been very irritating because I thought it was an acronym. <laughs> T-U-D-U-M. What does that even mean? I thought the there was some. Unbelievably. <laughs> like, I was wondering if something like the, like upfronts were happening or. Or, yeah, or... I mean, I think they're 
trying to make it like like their version of the upfronts, um, which I'm sure they can do. I mean, I can imagine people tuning into a Netflix event more than like NBC at this point, but it's still weird. <laughs> yeah, it it was it. I, it seemed like it was based around a single event rather than Netflix going, hey, remember, we've got TV. <laughs> uh, so season two, I, I will say this rewatching it. This is how much I've aged since it originally aired. I suddenly went, you know what? That's maybe too many poop jokes. <laughs> Which I never would have believed. But there's a there's somebody committing various poop related pranks and crimes. And, yeah, uh, it is. It is definitely gross. Grosser. Uh, whereas, like season one, it's like crude drawings of dick, like dicks, like not even like realistic ones, like probably nothing that would upset at anyone. And then right. season two, yeah, definitely gross. You you see a lot of poop. Yeah. But uh, beyond that, there's much more of a, a social media aspect to it. Uh, yeah, like, that's like oh, go ahead. within the show, Twitter sort of becomes a part of the first season with people tweeting about it. But the the turd burglar has an Instagram and. Um, it, it feels very much more. It feels high school in a post EJ way. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And I think that's maybe why why uh, you're also post EJ. So maybe that, I mean, I can't speak to, it makes sense that this was the season that popped more for you than for me. So do you, yeah, I, I mean, I that is, you should talk about season two and I listen. Like what you're talking about with the technology is definitely a huge part of why I was so impressed by it because, you know, there was a time from like, like the eighties, like Ferris Bueller, up through like 2015, where anytime you saw a teen turn on a computer, you were about to see the most <laughs> embarrassing thing imaginable. Oh, God. Like someone is going to say, I'm in the mainframe, or someone is going to be <laughs> like, you know, oh no, he just emailed my iPod or whatever. Like, <laughs> TV was such absolute nonsense. For so I accidentally long. sent an email to the whole world. Yes. Yeah, I went into my address book and put everyone, and now the Pope side. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Hey, so for just like so long, I had this firm stance of being like, don't even put cell phones in teen shows. Like, just <laughs> ignore it, pretend it doesn't exist. Like, for whatever reason, writers cannot figure it the fuck out um and then you watch american vandal and it's like it's crazy like they remembered this one iphone glitch that people had for like a week after an ios update there's like <laughs> just all this perfect detail and obviously like that's not really what makes a show good or bad but it was just like you know, it was incredible to the for the first time have teens using the internet and it's like not distracting. Like it doesn't like there are Degrassi storylines where I'm like, okay, I know this is very serious and someone was like 
you know, assaulted or whatever, but the way they use the internet is so wrong that I like can't, <laughs> you know, mentally track what's happening. <laughs> yeah, I have to say this is one of the few things I've seen even since where the way people use social media approximates the way people actually use social media. Mm -hmm. Like almost anything that shows people, you, it's almost always Facebook in movies now because if you're over 50, that's the only one you're aware of. <laughs> it it seems insane the the takes on, on social media that you'll see even in, in big movies or things that are uh, supposed to capture an authentic high school experience. It's like, no, that's, that's, that's crazy. It's <laughs> yeah. just like, yeah, that's recognizable Instagram behavior. And it also, I mean, you talked about me being uh, younger than you, but I'm like, like MySpace and Facebook were just coming out when I was in high school. And when I watched American Vandal season two, I was just so struck by stuff like when, when they talk about Kevin being embarrassed by an Instagram video when he was like eight, I was like, that sucks. What are we doing about this? Like, what is Congress doing about this? <laughs> what is Congress doing? It's, it's horrifying. Like I, the thing is, I was a very online kid even in like middle school but I was on like mm. you know Buffy message boards and I was like talking to people in England and my username was like something random but so it was like I remember having embarrassing experiences in middle school and embarrassing experiences online but there wasn't overlap the kids at my school didn't <laughs> know I was embarrassing online yes yes <laughs> Yeah, this is, that's one of the things I think that was very, it made me feel awful, but it was very hard for me to relate to because I, I didn't have any whiff of social media until I was an adult. And at that point, unless you're going to straight up post something racist or awful, kind of nobody cares. Right. Like the, the majority of, of, human people in my life in person don't use social media at all. And I feel like an alien when I try to explain like a Twitter controversy to them. <laughs> and I know there's, there's nothing worse than when you explain a Twitter controversy and the person is like, so why are people upset? You're just like, Oh, I'm, I'm wasting my life. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, my most of my friends are older even than I am. So social media has never been a part of their lives. So, you know, the closest they come to being exposed to it is like when 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 Saturday Night Live makes a reference to something that happened on Instagram. Right. And then I have to explain it to them. And the look they give me when I know what it's about and I have an opinion on it. <laughs> I would honestly rather they walked in on me masturbating. <laughs> Then, then I had to explain who these people are. It's, it's awful, but yeah, this, I think really, I, I can't speak to what it's like in high school now with social media. I imagine it's hell on earth. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it just seems so awful. And like, I feel like 
for for a long time, like since, um, you know, since I was in high school, TV has been trying to capture that in a way. And it's just always sort of like preachy, like just, there's just this quality of being like, kids are always on their phone and they have no privacy that you're like, shut up. Um, but like, uh, I feel like American Vandal was the first show to do it in a way that, um, that understood like what the actual problems were enough that when it gets to, you know, the finale where he's like, you know, we're always on our phones and we have no privacy. You're like, oh yeah, like that, that's, we should probably talk about that. (laughs) Yeah, it's. By taking time to arrive at that conclusion, honestly, it's the the first time you really think about it beyond old man yells at cloud. Exactly. Yeah. Now, one of the reasons that I think I did not click, and I I think it's a very well-made season of television. Mm -hmm. And I would, I, and if somebody, for example, you were to argue that it's the better of the two, my response would be, yeah, I can see that. Mm -hmm. It didn't connect emotionally with me as much and i think may i think possibly because of my discomfort with uh the the original suspected turd burglar boy that that it that's actually a slur though right like that's part of the joke isn't it wait what is i always thought turd burglar was a gay slur and that was oh, the joke of using it. it. I, oh, I don't know. Now I, f- I feel bad, like, saying it made me, I I really think that was something awful kids in my school would say. Oh, uh, wow. Well, the fir- yeah, the first thing that comes up is a South Park episode, which made me be like, oh, then it's definitely a slur. <laughs> yeah, that, it seems likely. Uh, so in the event that it is, we're, we're using the language of the show and only now realizing that might have been part of the joke. But the the suspected perpetrator was uh, uh, Kevin McLean. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sorry, there's so many characters in both seasons that I have to keep looking over at the notes <laughs> to remember who they are. And Kevin upsets me so viscerally <laughs> because there's... Not not to the same extent as, as him because... Uh, uh, you know, as discussed, social media wasn't a thing. But the fact that he's a performatively weird high school kid, like, hits a little too close to home for me. And it's like, <laughs> oh, no, I don't I don't feel good. And I know part of what they come to is, like, that's how he had to survive high school. Mm-hmm. And there's a part of me that just wants to pull him aside and go, I know you think that's what you're doing to survive. And maybe you are. But you're not going to shake that off immediately when you leave high school and it's going to make the post high school stuff worse for years until you figure out how to stop doing that. And this is maybe more personal than I wanted to get on a microphone ever, but it just, it hit a little too close to home for me and made me uncomfortable for the rest of the show. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's totally fair. I think the stuff that makes you have a visceral reaction is probably all the stuff that makes me like it so much because (laughs) just like similar to the phone thing, just like so many TV shows, their idea of what a nerd is, is like so fake. It's Mm -hmm. just 
like they'll they'll just have characters like talk about Star Trek even if they're like my age and it's like I guess Voyager was on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so like you see Kevin McLean. Oh, sorry. What was that? The big nerd fight of, of of your era was Janeway versus uh, Archer. <laughs> yeah. I hope that was the captain from Enterprise. I couldn't remember. Yeah. No, I think you got it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then you see Kevin McLean and you're like, no, that's real. Like I 100% knew that guy. One of the moments that like sends a chill down my spine. Cause I'm like, I su- witnessed this exact thing in high school is, um, when he talks about how he's going to be more accepting of his religious grandma um and he's like no i've realized i've realized i shouldn't be so mean to christians and then someone's like what about christian rock and he got like the actor in just like the most perfect chilling delivery is just like that offends me more as a musician than as an atheist (laughs) it's interesting travis tope uh who plays kevin mcclain I think he's like my age and is like one of the older actors on the show, but he nails those, those nerdy kids so perfectly. It's eerie. Yeah. The, the whole thing with him drinking elaborate teas at school. Yes. And then, and then. And I love that. That's important. I love that. That's actually important to the plot because there's the whole thing where he, um, you know, the crime they think he committed is putting uh, laxatives in the lemonade and one thing one piece of evidence they have is that they he switched someone's lemonade to a horchata because it was like an old guy who could possibly like die if he got laxatives um and people defending him were like I mean Kevin's weird about beverages so I kind of <laughs> buy that he would just give the guy horchata <laughs> yeah. like, yes it's 95 cents more it's worth it. Yes. <laughs> God, that's a really good performance. <laughs> um, you know, there's not a lot. There's some people who've gone on from that show have gone on to do some stuff that we can talk about later. And you probably know more than I do. But I am trying to figure out why one of the characters I recognized immediately and knew the actress's name. Oh, interesting. The and I have not been able to put it together. The the English teacher from the second season, the one who had the Kurt Vonnegut pinata that was full of poop. Right. I immediately knew she her name is Sarah Burns. And I'm looking over her filmography. I don't know what she's done that was so immediately recognizable. <laughs> Like she's been in an episode here and there of, you know, she she was on a flight of the Concords and a party down, and since then she's been in a lot of Barry, but this was pre-Barry. I have no idea why I immediately knew who that was, and my only guess is maybe she was a guest on a lot of podcasts right around that time. Mm. But I'm I'm wondering if you if if she triggered any memories for you or if I am just. No, I didn't. I didn't recognize her. Okay, and I I can't even really give you. Oh, you know her from because <laughs> I don't know why I know her, but I did. <laughs> so we've uh. 
boy, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to decide to what extent it's okay to talk about the resolutions of the seasons. Cause I was, I mean, I think we'd both like people to watch the show. Yeah. I mean, I guess we can keep it, uh, we can keep it pretty vague. Yes. Yeah. There's, I, I think it's okay to, to maybe say that in season two, there are, there are, are multiple people involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, um, I feel like, and I know it sounds like I'm setting you up for something specific, but I am, mm-hmm. I am sort of drawing a blank. I remember you having very strong opinions on some season two characters on Twitter. And, uh, it might've even been, uh, uh, like, like fanfic pairings or something, but I, I, I just have this, this idea of you having very strong season two opinions and if there if there's any characters that really uh are are like forefront in your brain that you want to talk about i'd be very interested to hear that yeah um so first off i have looked up out of curiosity what fanfic pairings are popular for this show which i just usually do whenever i watch a show and (laughs) Number one was Peter and Sam, which for some reason surprised me, even though I was like, oh, yeah, they are literally the only people who are in every episode. So that does make sense. (laughs) Just in terms of real estate, that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, My personal favorite pairing that I saw multiple fanfics of was people were pairing Gabby from season one, who is the girl um, that Sam has a crush with, that Sam has a crush on. Yeah. uh, With the character in season two, Jenna Hawthorne, who's like the only canonical lesbian on the show, <laughs> um, which I just thought was fun. <laughs> that, that takes some work. Yeah, I I love that that gay girls are watching this like, OK, there aren't any scenes where two pretty girls actually interact, but <laughs> I can work around that. <laughs> Um, but, uh, so the, the pairings that are most, the pairing that's most intriguing to me in season two, and yeah, I won't get into it, um, to not spoil it, but it's the relationship between Kevin McLean and, um, I think his first name is Garrett, Garrett Wentz, uh, who was expect who was unfairly expelled um for how he used twitter at school oh grayson wentz grayson wentz thank you um and they have a really interesting relationship and there's it's an interesting show because there's like an exact moment i could pause and pinpoint at where i thought that they were going to say that kevin was gay and was in love with grayson and then they don't and it feels weird (laughs) And I like I can't really give details of that because it is actually a really important plot point to like the end. Right. Um, but yeah, they they have a really interesting relationship that I 100 percent at a point thought was going to turn out to be real. That is something that I would not likely not have picked up on myself. I mean, mm-hmm. I know I certainly didn't the first time through, but I think maybe I had seen you tweet about that before I hit that point in my rewatch. Mm. And I I saw that point too, and and my thought was, oh, that's what Lenny was talking about. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'm glad you see it. Non, this this isn't a major plot spoiler, so I will say this 
that makes me love them is they show a screenshot of a text message between them that's all about how Jerry on Rick and Morty is actually a really good character and they actually really like Jerry, which I I absolutely love. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Now that I think about it, there were several moments in season two where I was just like, oh, yeah, this is going to be the season Lenny likes best. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I was trying to think of what to say, but you sound like you actually had something to say. So, please. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say while we're talking about that kind of stuff, uh, I do actually also really like Peter and Dylan's dynamic in season one. And like, there's a there's a moment where Peter's like, for some reason, like standing outside of Dylan's house, and I picture it like in the rain, like a rom com. But I'm probably adding that in my mind. But there like, is a big rain scene where he tries yeah. to go around through the back, <laughs> and like Peter yells, "I said the word dick to teachers for you," which <laughs> I just love. Like that could have been a rom com scene. That could easily be like Jim and Michelle in an American Pie movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah their their vibe is it's it's so fun it's got a little bit of that uh that thing where he could go full bully at any moment <laughs> yeah. and he, he does like dylan's dylan's mercurial and one thing the uh, thing that i always really liked is uh when they're trying to get some evidence to to him and he doesn't want to see them anymore. And he sends a little brother to the door and the brother closes the door in their face. <laughs> and Pete's like, oh, really, Greg? You know, whatever the kid's <laughs> name was. Like, like he's had this fight before with this kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love I love the way Peter gets invested in these these criminals. And they, in a weird way, American Vandal to me has almost like a Gotham-y vibe where Jim just keeps being like, no, I just, I just got to work with Oswald for a minute. And it's like, <laughs> that's not going to work out. <laughs> it hasn't yet. Why do you yeah. think this is... <laughs> well, That's not a comparison I thought of, but I love it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's As long as we're talking about things about uh, Dylan that are funny. The fact that everybody thinks he does a great Kiefer Sutherland impression. Yes. And also that a high school student in 2017 was apparently a big fan of 24, a show that premiered when they were one. Yeah, this show is interesting because season two seems like incredibly hip and current. And then season one, you're like, it maybe took them a long time to get this on the air. And there's maybe a lot of stuff that is like holdovers. Or I I wonder if it's kind of a way to indicate that that group is. It kind of sells their unpopularity in a way that they are. Their their reference point is a show from 2003. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's it. It kind of paints them as because you have you have uh, uh, Peter and Sam as the the outsider outsiders who don't get to go to the party and these are the kids who go to the party but everybody thinks they're weird and tacky and <laughs> all of their references are 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 dad references 
And, you know, you kind of get the idea that, yeah, they like 24 because they got a season one box set for eight bucks <laughs> at there. There's something about it that feels very, very poverty and lonely to me mm-hmm. that maybe that was intentional or yeah, maybe it did take a little while to get on the air and there just wasn't a similar action show that he could almost impersonate. <laughs> But it's it's the funniest possible choice for that. Like anything older would have been like, oh, yeah, OK, they're trying too hard. Mm-hmm. And yeah. anything more recent wouldn't have been a joke. But 21 is right in the pocket for it's weird that a high school kid <laughs> has been working on his Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, you were making very good points about uh about emotional stuff and I just keep thinking about his Kiefer Sutherland impression and people occasionally no. agreeing that yes it's a very good impression <laughs> no that's important too I I uh I never want to like leave tra- lose track of the fact that like the main thing I like about shows is the jokes <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's this is a yeah this is a this show is a lot of depth it's got good jokes Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, the jokes just come every minute. It's it's so good. Yeah, and you know, there there's great character stuff. There's stuff like Peter actually having to dig through a turd with a pencil, only to find it's just a turd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 English teacher who I weirdly recognize and her obsession with Kurt Vonnegut. Oh, yeah. Every time that um, comes up, it's really funny. And, you know, in addition to great joke writing, um, there's just so many jokes that are good because the line reads are so good. And I, uh, you know, I had like a moment when I first watched it of being like, how did this show find so many incredible funny actors? And then I was like, oh, like most teen shows start by finding every like perfect looking person and then they like narrow down from that very small field of perfect looking actors if you're willing to cast funny looking kids immediately you can have a much larger pool of potential actors yeah there there's some real ass high school kids in this (laughs) yeah it's great you know one uh a performance i wanted to mention that i i have I think about a lot now Uh, from the specifically at the end of season one, Mackenzie Wagner is the Dylan's girlfriend. Oh yeah. Uh, It's played by Camille Ramsey. Um, The second to last episode when, when Peter is kind of confronting her on camera about evidence she might or might not have, and she's deciding to, uh, um, let him have a a a link to something i'm i'm trying to be vague because it's it's really right. spoilery for the end of the season her face acting in that seat she goes through this this long silence and her face acting of just kind of quietly breaking and tr- trying to find another option and she says so much with just her face and it is I'm watching what I hope this I hope this person is in everything now. Like, I hope she has three shows on the CW. (laughs) 
And it turns out her main cat, her main credit since then has been as a voice on a Netflix Fast and Furious cartoon spinoff, <laughs> which may or may not pay more than a, a CW show. So look, good for her either way, but it was such a tremendous piece of acting. And I, uh, I have a harder time recognizing that in, in people who seem very young because they seem so alien to me. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not another joke about me being old. High school kids now are very different from high school kids that I have had experience with. Mm-hmm. And so there's things that seem overwrought to me, but it will be like, no, that that's that's how life is now. Yeah, I mean, that's so true where like sometimes my nephews will like sound like they're like welcoming someone to their YouTube video and you're like, oh, like. I guess that makes sense that they've just like picked that up, but it's like kind of hard to accept that that's just like how they talk. <laughs> it's weird how they always tell you to like and subscribe uh, before <laughs> they hang up. I mean, like that is the kind of thing they would say because they'd be like, oh, this is a cool thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's there's a lot of good performances, but that that moment really. Um, I, I just I just rewatched Patriot on Amazon, which hopefully will be a future episode of the show if I can get my friend who does not want to be on a podcast to record a podcast about it. And it's a show that has it really is sort of built around face acting like it's these people with just incredible faces who can be silent and convey a million things. And she does it as well as as any of those those people on Patriot who include Terry O'Quinn, who is a national treasure. Yeah. Um, so I, I just I just want to call it like maybe my f- just favorite acting moment, which makes me sound so pretentious and I wish I hadn't said it. <laughs> I'm going to no, edit it to make it sound fair. like you said it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I can do that, right? <laughs> I'm not even sure I can I can cut out when you left the room to uh <laughs> so uh, this is all beyond my capabilities. Um so since we don't want to really spoil things, um I do want to and and like I said, you will probably know more than me, like where people have gone from this show since American Vandal. Mm. And I you know a lot more uh you're more in touch with teen stuff. Uh, I know Peter, who I refuse to believe has a real name, but it is mm-hmm. Tyler Alvarez, uh, is on Never Have I Ever. And uh, uh, and we did not mention him. Uh, Caleb Worthy plays Alex Trimboli, who is this <laughs> just sleaze kid from uh, from the first season. He's yeah, he's I, the only witness to the dick drawing, and he's just this gross little punchable guy. I'm pretty sure of the kid actors, he was the one who was like most already successful going into this because he was on like Disney shows. Yeah, he's got he's got some credits. He is on reboot on Hulu right now. That uh, the show about rebooting a 90s sitcom. Mm-hmm. That dude gets to work with Judy Greer. <laughs> My only goal in life. And Alex Triboli beat me to it. <laughs> uh, but he's very funny on that. Um, are there, is yeah, there anyone was... that you've, that sort of jumped out to you that you've seen 
seen around? Um, not of... a ton. Uh, Tyler Alvarez was on an episode of What We Do in the Shadows, which was great. It was oh, nice yeah. seeing him. Yeah, it was nice seeing him not play a teen so I could be like, he's pretty hot. Um, <laughs> his character has a great thing where he just keeps talking about how he went to grad school for urban planning and like vampires don't understand anything. So they're like, oh, no, what are we going to do? We went to grad <laughs> school for urban planning. <laughs> um, that's right i i did not immediately make that connection because that episode <laughs> sort of aired in in the break between me watching it for the first time and re-watching it i uh, i remember uh the first time i watched it his character like opens the door and is like welcome to my crib i always wanted to do that and i had a moment of being like isn't he young for that reference? And then I was like, oh, right, vampires. That's how vampires work. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, uh, Jimmy Tatro, who played Dylan, is on Home Economics. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I have not seen that show. I've seen the ads. I know it's got Topher Grace. It's got Sasha Zameda. And I want to say one of the women from how to get away with murder are like a couple on that oh okay i think again i've only seen the ads great <laughs> it, it is weird how little we of all people know about network tv right now yeah they i they really I, fell off i had a recent sort of of absolute like maybe my version of a midlife crisis where I just recently realized that I currently don't know anything about network TV or current DC Comics continuity. And those are the only things I've ever known anything about. Yeah, it's so crazy. The I know in 2019, I did watch every new and returning network TV show. So that is like pretty recent, but it still mm -hmm. feels like ages ago. <laughs> Yeah, it feels like a million years in in TV terms. Yeah. And I, I don't have cable anymore because it's just so much easier to have every streaming service and mm -hmm. cheaper. But that means like mid-level stuff like an ABC sitcom with Topher Grace, it does not even cross my brain that it exists. Mm -hmm. Like nothing nothing is in my life that references it. And so I, I will see us. There's a show to be like, oh, it's in its third season. Yeah, <laughs> it won two Emmys. Wait, what? I'm I'm very happy for the Dylan Maxwell actor that like he's getting all this network TV money in like the last five years where he can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I I hope he saves it all up. <laughs> Ride it as far as you can, Dylan. Now the the creators of the show, who's and I have such a hard time remembering their names because it's presented with the within the show as being uh, Peter and <laughs> Sam, right? Um, uh, Dan Peral and Tony Tony Yacenda. they have a show on Paramount Plus, and I'm wondering if you have seen it. Yes, I don't want to be a hater, so okay. I will say that I did watch it. <laughs> Okay. I, yeah, it's, and you correct me if I'm wrong because I haven't seen it. Mm -hmm. Um, because 
the vibe you're putting out is sort of the vibe that I've got from other sources as well. <laughs> and also the fact that I have never heard you reference it. A show from the creators of American Vandal made me think, oh, maybe I don't need to spend time with it. <laughs> you know, it, it, it feels like it's sort of like if uh, the creator of BoJack Horseman did a show and I never once mentioned that it existed. And you'd mm -hmm. be like, oh, yeah, OK, I get it. Um, whereas the only thing he's really done since BoJack is writing Lego Movie 2, which was highly underrated. Wait, didn't he make Undone? Oh, that's right, Undone. I really like Undone. I just, I, I forget that that's him. Yeah. Never mind. I apologize, Raphael Bob Waksberg. Yeah, I mean, maybe uh, he just produced it and Katie Purdy created it. I'm not actually sure. She created it, I I do believe. Okay. I think she's the showrunner, but he's pretty prominent in the credits. That's there's too many things to remember. That was a bad example. I was just trying to think of a show I liked. <laughs> or uh, uh, fake documentary. I hate the term mm. mockumentary. I don't want to say it. Yeah. It's, uh, but it's about like the esports scene and specifically Lee's Port of Call Boston. <laughs> and that is actually not the case. So it, it makes looks like an insane person's. Okay. Approximate the way time is passing on the show. So, 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 so so thank so so thank so so thank so so thank so 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 thank so so thank so 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 thank so 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 thank so 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 thank so 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 thank so 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 thank so thank so so thank so thank so 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 thank so so thank so 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 thank so 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 thank so 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 thank so so thank so so thank so 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 thank so 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 thank so 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 thank so 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 thank so 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 thank so so thank so so thank so 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 thank so so thank so 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 thank so 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 thank so thank so 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 thank so 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 thank so 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 thank so 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 thank so 
so so so so so so so so so so so so so so so thank so 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 thank so 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 thank so 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 thank so 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 thank so 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 thank so 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 thank so so thank so 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 thank so so thank so 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 thank so 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 thank so 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 thank so so thank so 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 thank so 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 thank so 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 thank so 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 thank so 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 thank so 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 thank so 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 thank so so thank so 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 thank so thank so thank so 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 thank so 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 thank so 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 thank so so thank so 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 thank so 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 thank so 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 thank so 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 thank you we'll see you next week bye bye so 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 thank so 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 thank you so 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 thank so 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 thank so 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 so
so thank so thank so thank so 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 thank so thank so so thank so thank so 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 thank 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 so so thank so thank so so thank so so thank so thank so thank so so thank so thank so thank so thank so 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 thank so thank so thank so 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 thank so so thank so so thank so 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 thank so so thank 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 so so thank so thank so thank so so thank so thank so thank so thank so 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 thank so so thank so 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 thank so 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 thank so 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 thank so thank so thank so so thank so thank so so thank so 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 thank so thank so 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 thank so thank so 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 thank so 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 thank so 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 thank so so thank so thank so thank so so thank so thank so 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 thank so 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 thank so so thank so 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 thank so so thank so thank so thank so 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 thank so 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 thank so so thank you we'll see you next week bye bye